You're listening to OMC Hive's The Buzz Podcast, designed to bring you closer to the brilliant people, thinking, and events within the Omnicom network. In this episode, I speak to Michelle Marcus, head of global health accounts at Omnicom Group, about the changing definition of health and wellness, the incredible opportunities this presents for talent to do meaningful work, and what it's really like to be an executive at Omnicom. Welcome to OMC Hives, the Buzz podcast. I'm Ro Colinaros. Thanks, Ro. I'm Michelle Marcus. I lead our global health accounts across Omnicom. Thank you for joining us, Michelle. I feel especially lucky that we are doing this podcast because I get to work with Michelle. And now in the office, I sit next to Michelle. So I'm very excited to be able to introduce her to all of you. It's so nice to be introduced. Thank you for having me. I feel special because I watch with envy those who get to work more closely with you. So it's a mutual admiration society. Appreciate that. So you are the head of global health accounts. And I really want to start with the word health, which is obviously so top of mind today. How do you define health and how do you see health in this day and age? It's the perfect question to start with. And something those of us who work in health ask ourselves every day, because the definition evolves and should. It used to be that when we talked about health, many of us talked about health care and all of the system and compositions of what the word healthcare and the delivery of health actually meant. And that meant you were defining it by some identified problem. And now in this new realm, not only brought on by COVID, but certainly exacerbated by it, all of the cultural manifestations that have gone alongside it, even up to 48 hours ago with certain individuals in our society really being brave and recognizing what they're going through in their own journeys of living, health has become a wider term to encompass not just healthcare and not just well-being in the physical sense, but truly a conscious way of living to be your best self beyond the physical, but to also include mental, behavioral, societal, that defines individuals' way of showing up every day. That's That's what health means to me. (laughs) That is major. And I, I think all of us can kind of relate to that. But for brands, where do you see the opportunity in that widened and broadened definition of health? Everywhere, truly everywhere. And that's really the exciting moment that we're in is I think the consciousness is also happening at a brand level in that everyone could have a role to play if they want to in how humans identify and show up in a conscious and well way every single day. And one of the most interesting parts of that and what we were talking about is when you look at the very foundations of how brands engage with consumers or engage with any stakeholder, really, we start first with the experience of that customer and that stakeholder. And health is foundational to that, right? When you ask someone, how are they doing? How you're feeling in that moment informs the answer that you give. If you are sick, if you're having a bad day, if you don't feel 100% yourself or good in your skin, it helps illuminate your answer and how you show up and how do brands, now that stigmas are being recognized and removed, opportunity opens up, right? And so companies that perhaps were previously retail or previously CPG have roles to play 
in individuals' engagement with health because health isn't just about defining things from a disease point of view. It's defining it from a conscious point of view as a consumer, as a person. And I hate the term consumer. In healthcare, by the way, and in health overall, that's a really interesting term because when are you a consumer and when are you a patient? And that's maybe one of the biggest problems that have precluded certain brands and certain even businesses and agencies from getting into the world of health. Well, I don't understand the role of a patient every day. But if I haven't had a diagnosed problem or disease, am I a patient? If I'm engaging in conscious health behavior, if I'm taking care of myself, I need a new term. I need a better term than patient. I need a better term than consumer. Have you it's open, open. any terms? Have you branded um, that yet? <laughs> I haven't branded that yet. This is an open invitation for groups to please come up with vernacular. We have vernacular agencies and agencies that specialize in language and brand. I welcome, I welcome everyone to come up with a better term. Yeah, but I think the blurring of those lines and the amalgamation of all those different things leads to innovation as well. And I know that some of the work that you're doing and your clients, the agencies that you're working on are changing the way we look at things and do things. Can you give some examples of that work? I'd love to. So we have to look at the work about what, what will move the market now, what will move individuals, what will create empathy and experience, right? So that first notion of first understanding someone's journey and what someone goes through in health, that's really important, right? In health, it's not a commodity. It is literally the difference between life and death is understanding fully what someone is going through and being able to provide communications, not just marketing, but truly communications that not only help with that understanding, but change the impact to someone's life and act as a form of intervention. And that is really exciting in our world. So we're doing some of that in terms of the personalization that some of our agencies who have done this with telecom, who've done this with retail, who have really understood how to walk in someone's shoes and how to communicate with them in order for them to make choices are now coming in, such as our precision marketing group are really being embraced because traditional, and I use that word in air quotes, by the way, traditional companies that have operated in health realize the power of truly understanding and engaging individuals, again, not patients, not consumers, not healthcare providers, not government officials, but individuals at their core level every day. So a lot of our precision marketing group is getting engaged and doing some really interesting and powerful things to think about channel and insights and how insights inform channel and create moments of intervention where people's lives can actually be impacted by the choices that they make. That's super exciting because that is super differentiating. It's also the work that we're doing with non-traditional companies in health, those that have shown up because either their services or their products can benefit the way in which people live and create healthier lives. And so it's experiencing and coming up with new services so much so that our Omnicom PR group is doing, our network agencies like DDB, BBDO are certainly doing partnering with companies that have understood the rigors of health and healthcare, but that make it digestible, right? Because they're new innovative ideas and campaigns and communications, but they're done in such a way that you know where the guardrails are and some of the social norms are, if you will, in operating in the health and wellness space. It's really interesting to see that health sits at the intersection of environmentalism, of diversity, equity, and inclusion, of experience design. And we're finding ways to integrate that with technology. I know 
we even talked about GMR and some of their VR experiences. And so to see impacts like that is really powerful. And if you think about it, really, in order to create an intervention, you have to, again, first start with empathy. And I think with VR, you can do that, right? You can put yourself in the mind of someone who is experiencing a certain barrier to their lives. And we can give that experience to others and therefore can come up with you know, solutions, technology, not just as the solution itself, but as the causeway to create breakthrough solutions for people's lives. I think what you just described as the nexus of where society and culture and people's well-being is playing is really the open space. It's really that incredible space that will vault us into the future. Equity is so important, by the way, in health, because equity doesn't just mean whether you can have something that's an object of desire or not. It's the difference between life and death, people not having access to care, people having different air quality, individuals not being able to access their medicine. That is a barrier between life and death that is very real in our world of health and that are very tangible problems that all companies are now engaging in trying to fix. So that's where there's a lot of opportunity for companies like ours that have never played in the space of potentially, again, health and healthcare, but have certainly played in the space of communications with individuals and motivating them and, and, and helping them really change their ways and their approaches and how they take action every day. And I think there's a lot of misconception about where, you know, selling products and where just the pharma commercials, but what inspires me is that there's so much work being done around health literacy and educating people on what they don't know about their health and what they don't ha actually have access to, but should, and how they understand whether they're even well or not. Because so many people go through the motions, not understanding that their lives could be better. Right. Well, that's the consciousness, right? Of, of, and that's really the big tipping point is when someone comes into a conscious state of understanding. And we had uh, recently Holland Partners and Wolf Olins did this incredible study on conscious brands. And I loved that they did that because it was the way in which brands engage with individuals in mindful, thoughtful, authentic ways. And that parallels with the ways that individuals themselves decide to take and harness and make changes about their life in order to live better, healthier lives. Again, it's not just about the, the pills that we take, but the behaviors and the thoughts that go through our head and how we show up in the world and how others experience us and what they can do for us. I think also we're watching a lot of our own agencies sometimes say, well, I've never worked in healthcare before. I've never worked in health before. It's such a barrier to get in. It really, it's so complicated. There's so much governance. There's so many different structures and processes and I can't be successful here. And actually what, what we're realizing is every time we introduce a new network or a new company, I mentioned GMR, I mentioned Cordera, you know, Target Base, all these incredible companies that are coming into play, they recognize that leaning into that and saying, there are certainly barriers, but one of two things is happening. I can either partner you, and we've had some amazing success, healthcare consultancy group, part of our Omnicom Health Group Network, partnering, for example, with some of our precision marketing companies like Target Base have really seen such success because it's the notion of what does the technology, what does understanding a person at their deep level, data infused, partnered with those who have grown up and live and breathe healthcare, what can they accomplish together when they work together as one team? That has been so powerful for our clients to realize the art of what's possible when you put those things and those minds and those beliefs together for solutions. And the second thing that we're seeing also is 
for companies that haven't worked in health, leaning into that. I don't have any client in any subsector of health or wellness that isn't saying, I don't want to be traditional. Traditional won't work. So tell me what's beyond what I thought were even the boundaries. So companies coming in and calling out the norms and saying, but these norms may need to be broken and here's how we can do it. And co-creating that with clients has been super successful as well. And saying this norm, this norm shouldn't sustain. And sure, there are going to be some things that we need to do legally and for HIPAA compliance, but we inject some of the barriers ourselves as interpretation of that law. It's not real. We can actually do things differently. Let's pull and push on that and see what's possible. A lot of clients are brave enough now to do that and would like to go on that journey. Absolutely. That's exciting. And I think for this next generation of talent that is so purposeful and that wants to do good in the world, this is a a vertical that they can really get in there and do that creative work, but also meaningful work. And so when you are looking for talent, how does this expansion of what we know as health change the way that you look at talent? When you look for people to work on these major accounts, what do you look for? I think first and foremost, it's energy. It's what you just said. It's the energy and the excitement and the possibilities and imagination that can come into health. And that can impact again, human lives in a profound way, whether it be depression or cancer or someone just being able to wake up every day and like what they see in the mirror more often than not, your energy and passion and ideas. There's no wrong ideas in health. In a sense, it's kind of like art, right? There's really no judgment because anything is possible in order for people to be able to activate their best selves and understanding individuals at an individual level. And again, creating those interventions, there's no guardrails that really and truly exist that talent should be afraid of. This is this, uh, this notion that healthcare is only for people who grew up in it, or, you know, like myself wanted to be a medical professional and somehow failed miserably at it early on. There's, there's really not that truth. Individuals that our clients are coming from all sectors and are welcomed into it because they have divergent points of view. And in order for us to be successful as an organization across Omnicom with our clients, we too have to embrace those divergent points of view. So I would say if you're talent looking to work in health, by all means, call, text, carrier pigeon. We are looking for a place for you <laughs> to put your energy, your ideas, your caring towards what we can do and activate for health. And health is so interesting because it's not just one moment in time. You follow an individual across their, their whole journey from, you know, a diagnosis to being treated and then to maintaining their health afterwards. So it's not just one and done. There's so much there. I think what people fail to realize is just that, right? So health is everything from the moment you're born and how you're cared for in the world and the, you know, the brands that engage with you as a baby all the way through taking care of you at the end of life. It's from when you're diagnosed from a condition of any nature. It's even before that, perhaps, perhaps you're walking through the world and you want to engage in the environment, right? In a way that helps service your fellow man and cleans up things so that others can live a good life. It's taking care of yourself and exercise and monitoring your heart. It's everything you can possibly imagine. 
So because the boundaries of health don't exist, so too the boundaries of those who can engage in a health conversation no longer exist. That is a mic drop moment. That's very powerful. But it's what excites those of us who work in health all the time is that there are so many different angles to this. No one person, when you ask me to define it, I don't think any person's definition is wrong or right. It's true, right? There's there's no right way or wrong way. It's just about how each individual brand decides they want to particularly engage in this experience of living well. And I think this translates really well into how you lead and how you show up as an executive and a leader in Omnicom because of the way that you talk about your own journey and then the way that you impart that balance on the people around you. And so I want to tell a very quick story about how at the beginning of the pandemic, you sent out this email to, I think, basically everyone that you work with that laid out that there were hours during the day that it was going to be your turn to homeschool your son. And you'd be a little slower to respond. And that was incredible. That set a precedent for all of us to take care of ourselves, to take the time we needed to tend to our obligations, to engage in whatever wellness we needed to engage in. And I think the way you think about health translates into the way that you lead. Well, thank you. I have nothing to say to that, but thank you. What's interesting though about that particular example is it was done because I realized I wasn't showing up as my best self for my family. I wasn't showing up as my best self for my team, for my clients, because I was trying to do too many things all at once well. And how many of us have gone through that in life all the time, 24 seven, this was just more in a moment of crisis, right? Where you're expected to be everything all at once. And I think everyone, no matter what you were going through and are still going through many parts of the world over and over again on repeat, as the pandemic continues to shift and shift our perceptions of the world around us and of ourselves, this is something that we struggle with. And so it was done because I wasn't showing up in the way that I wanted to show up for anyone, including for myself, And that is, again, a health and wellness, as you mentioned, conversation, right? I didn't feel like my best self. So I needed to be conscious of that and do something about it. And I also needed to realize that by sending that out, I was giving permission for other people to say, I need to do this for myself too. Because having that discussion with people is really difficult. People don't want to always raise their hand and say they're experiencing something that isn't visible. When it's visible, in a sense, it's easier when it is invisible to others, but so profound to each individual. That's when we have the challenge. There are certainly physical diseases and diagnoses that we carry with us every day, right? You will, as a human, experience a health challenge. You will. That is no surprise, or I hope it isn't to everyone in the world. You will experience it individually. You will experience it with someone you love. You will also probably experience an invisible situation, something that is going on for you inside you that you don't know how to engage in for the world and with the world, but that hinders your ability to be the best self that you can be. And so that experience for me was also telling because it reminded me of why I work in health, because every single person goes through something and we have to call it out and give each other the permission in order to create that understanding. And with understanding, we hope comes empathy and with empathy comes the solution. That's amazing. And I think just even beyond you doing that, seeing everybody show up and 
do the same and then support you in that was also powerful because when you send an email like that, people are like, whoa, no one's ever done that before. How is everybody going to respond? And everybody responded really beautifully. And it just kind of shows that you never know what's going on around you. That was also one of the best things about that moment. And so many moments I've had actually at Omnicom. Apologies for being an Omnicom commercial. I've been here since 2004. (laughs) I grew up in CDM, which is now part of the Omnicom health group and have grown up in Omnicom systems for a while, if you will. And people always ask why I've stayed so long in one organization. And the funny thing is, this is an organization that has always individually let me be me and said, if you can do great things for great clients, there are a million possibilities. And so I always say, I like to color outside of the lines. Very few organizations would allow you to explore the way that I think Omnicom lets people explore if only they realize they can do it. And that showed up also in this moment when individuals were not only supportive, they helped proliferate that message of we are a place that supports one another and that individual experiences that people are going through in tangible and intangible ways. We will never ask you to take a step back on account of your health, on account of what you need to do. And in this moment, we want to support you, get your work done, do great things, be part of great teams, and things will be all right. And I thought that was really great, the outreach that I got from people every day, from people I barely know that apparently got the email and, you know, from Omnicom management saying that this was supported. That was a proof point of why I love working here. Absolutely. And I love what you said about the evolution of your roles at Omnicom and how you were able to create new things. And I think that entrepreneurial spirit is what makes you successful at Omnicom. It's what people need to do more often and have to realize that they have the opportunity to do. Well, I think in this day and age, right, you asked about talent working in health, the, again, traditional notions of what health means, but also the traditional roles within an organization such as ours are evolving every day. You and I are great examples of that, as are so many others. There are jobs, you know, when I think of my son who's nine, right, there are jobs that are going to exist in the future we can't even think of today. They don't exist. We have a company that allows you to explore that really well. I think sometimes it's easier for individuals just to look in front of them and what the jobs are and say, oh, maybe that's the role I should have. That's what I should do next. But that's not to say that's the only job you can have and that's the only role you should have. And so I would say explore for yourself and see what is possible. And heck, if that's in health, by all means, I'm excited to do it with you. Lots of different ways of working are possible. We have so many agencies. We have so many people. I am astounded at least once a day and blown away by a brain I'm introduced to. It's the best part of my job. You get to meet incredible people who have incredible perspectives, who think completely differently than you do. And if that's what organizations need, that's what society needs, that's what health needs. It's very inspiring, but more importantly, you're able to activate differently. You're able to show up differently because of that different thinking, because of that diversity of perspective. Absolutely. And speaking of roles that have never been created before and ideas that have never been done, what do you see that you think is just around the corner that really excites you? I think that the old lines of how brands and organizations and what they have meant to people versus governments versus anything will not exist in the future. I think there will be a different realm and order of how humans connect to each other 
at an individual basis, one-to-one, that impact the way we live, the way that we experience brands, but really the world that will be created by individuals and not necessarily organization down, but individual up and through. And that is amazing. And so the way that we all define who we are, how we work, what we choose to engage in, what what, what brands, with what organizations will be much more individually developed than they will be collectively developed. So it is incumbent upon all of us to figure out what collective then means. And that, that is really exciting. I love that. It sounds like a sci-fi movie. You did (laughs) say a couple of days ago that the work you're able to do is bringing science fiction to life pretty much. It is. It's fun. When I tell people that there are treatments available now that literally at the most basic level, take your human DNA, transform it, transplant it back into you, and you're cured from diseases like certain cancers. People stare at me as if I have my head on backwards, but they exist. Many of them now exist. It is not easy to do innovations like that. They take years of research, years of understanding, and will take years more of bringing to market in wider ways. But the beauty of health is that it is, in fact, rooted in science. And so the notion of experimentation is the basis of science. The notion of failure and success and trying over and over time is rooted in science and of dreaming. So science fiction is maybe just science that hasn't existed yet. So I love that. I'm a big sci-fi fan, by the way. A little this is very weird tidbit geek about me. You're going to have to give us your, your go-to list. My go-to list. Anything Isaac Asimov, anything Ursula Le Guin. Mm. Um, big fan of the canticle for Leibowitz, but don't read it during a pandemic. But I also love nonfiction. As many people who talk to me know, currently reading about the Dowager Empress who was the mother of the last emperor of China. I've really enjoyed reading about leaders during this time, not of all who are popular, not of all who are even correct in what they were doing, but all of the foibles and the tough times that they've had to experience in order to get huge either groups, organizations, or societies from A to B that were never popular, but perhaps really extraordinary. You have so many layers, Michelle. (laughs) And I wish people could see what she's wearing. One day you have to meet her in person because she is the best dressed human being at Omnicom on top of everything else, on top of the intellect and the strategic thinking and the creative thinking. Right. I think I'm going to carry around in my pocket when I have those days that, that I need to, you know, that we all have, which you, again, don't look at yourself in the mirror and like yourself very much. I'm just going to carry you around in my pocket and be like, you know, just ask her out. Thank you for the compliment. I actually, my husband left during the pandemic because he said, she's wearing perfume. Why is she wearing ball gowns around our apartment? And it was just because I feel like that's what I need. It's kind of my armor, but it's what I need to show up every day to make me feel like my best self. I actually enjoy the process of of that experience as part of my own personal brand. Um, Again, that's what wellness looks like to you. (laughs) That broadened definition. I suppose, I suppose. So, Well, thank you so much for sharing so much of yourself, so much of your time and your vision, because we all know there are so many people banging down your door for your services. Well, I would like to say again, an absolute welcome. Democratizing health is the single most important thing we can do for each other, for society, 
for our clients and for the future of our organization in order to engage in one of the most profound, uh, dare I say, sectors that really have impact on our world. So everyone is welcome. Please get engaged, get some of your ideas our way. We are an open door to anyone who wants to walk right through. I could not have ended on a better note. That was beautiful. And how can people get in touch with you? At Omnicom, you know, just Michelle 1L. I blame my parents, Marcus with a K. I blame my spouse, but Michelle Marcus, Michelle.Marcus at Omnicom.com. Just look me up. Happy to be on Teams, big Teams fan. Um, again, text, voice, carrier pigeon. I wasn't kidding. I'll take it all. Amazing. Thank you, Michelle. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. You can find this episode and more to come on OMC Hive or in the OMC Insider newsletter every Friday. (laughs) 